Welcome to Verity Ed, where parents are primary. Today, I am going to review for you Renewing Catholic Education, How to Regain a Catholic Vision for a Secular Age. This is edited by R. Jared Stout, and it is put out by the Institute for Catholic Liberal Education. And this book comes into the wasteland of our current educational crisis and brings a tone of joy and gladness. So this book needs to be on the bookshelf of Catholic school parents, homeschool parents, bishops, priests, donors, teachers, administrators. This is a much needed injection of hope and vivacity into our current world. As the title suggests, the book includes a grave assessment of the state of Catholic schools right now, but it is not a dour, let's circle the wagons and go build our little own city on a hill over here book at all. This is a clarion call to Catholics to renew education in our country and for the world at large. The work is a collection of essays, mostly by employees of the Institute, and they are all wonderful educators and wonderful thinkers in their own right. Dr. Andrew, Andrew Seeley of Thomas Aquinas College opens it up with an analysis of the current crisis of education. And he outlines for us in compelling words the void that we must fill in the education sector. He cites many statistics on school closings and on the failure of our system, newspaper articles, studies, etc. But he really identifies the core tragedy of this crisis in terms of the kind of human being that we are forming in these schools, which is students who are unable to appreciate the true and the good and the beautiful, who feel lost or who maybe see education as something that ends when you get your degree or degrees that you need in order to go out into the workforce, the utilitarian emptiness of our culture. Both Dr. Seeley and Elizabeth Sullivan, who contributes the next essay, point out a Catholic intellectual tradition that has gone back thousands and thousands of years, this tradition of wisdom and the liberal arts as the center of education, as the advantage that Catholic schools and homeschools need to reclaim. They both cite numerous saints and church documents you might not know, but the Magisterium has spoken very forcefully on education, including the role of parents and the, the point of Catholic schools and the need for evangelization. Um, many of these documents I had never encountered before, so I learned a lot from both Ms. Sullivan's and Dr. Seeley's essays. They're practical guides for school communities, and I would say homeschool communities as well. Sullivan writes, and I will quote for you, This Catholic intellectual tradition produced some of the finest minds and the holiest saints in the history of the world, and it did so for centuries without government standards, textbooks, or standardized testing. And her argument is very much that it was the adoption of government and secular standards and testing and funding. I, I'm adding in funding. She didn't say funding. But all of these different adept, um, acceptances of the secular standards that really drove Catholic schools to the state that they are in today, which for many of them is just being non-existent. The argument is that no Catholic school can be authentically Catholic 
as defined by the magisterial teaching when it is dominated by curricula and methods and pedagogies and teacher licensing requirements and state demands and obsessions with quantitative testing that are dictated by a secular progressive worldview. And I'll quote her again because it's that good. When Catholic schools emulate public schools and then tack on religion class, they create a dangerous dualism that undermines the unity of faith and reason. The secular model embraced by Catholic educational hierarchy and deployed by the network of more than 6,000 diocesan schools is a Trojan horse that by design threatens to manufacture generations of nuns. And by the nuns or the nuns, I mean those who profess no religious affiliation at all. And as many of you listeners know, that is the fastest growing and now the majority religion in the United States. It is simply no religion at all, the nuns. So how is this so? She writes, the vast apparatus of government schooling is not a neutral actor. And I know most of you watching and listening do not need to be convinced of this, but this book does such a great job of articulating the issue that you really need to read it. And those are just the first two chapters, I'm just going to say, but Renewing Catholic Schools goes on to examine specific elements that set a truly Catholic education apart from the failing secular model. So as far as being a homeschooling parent or a Catholic school parent, someone who runs school, someone who runs a co-op, it's a really valuable text in elements such as sacramental anthropology and how that affects our education of the whole person, body, mind, intellect, will, physical education, classroom hands-on activities. It gets very practical. Dr. Seeley's excellent exposition of the liberal arts proposes practical classroom practices such as regular debate and even integrating music with mathematics, which I've spoken about before here on my high school mathematics video. Dr. Seeley is a devotee of St. John Henry Newman, so I'm going to read his quote that he includes in his chapter on liberal arts. St. John Henry Newman wrote, I say that one main portion of intellectual education, of the labors of both school and university, is to remove the original dimness of the mind's eye, to strengthen and perfect its vision, to enable it to look out into the world right forward, steadily and truly, to give the mind clearness, accuracy, precision, to enable it to use words aright, to understand what it says, to conceive justly what it thinks about, to abstract, compare, analyze, divide, define, and reason correctly. How beautiful. I mean, you can just read quotes like this all throughout this book, so definitely pick it up. He also outlines the Ratio Studiorum of the Jesuits, which is a pretty much now extinct effort, except for in some small classical schools that are reviving it around the United States and some of the rest of the world. Um, but his description of the progression from the grammar stage through analysis and into rhetoric is so well articulated and beautiful that again, any homeschooling parent who is starting on this journey really should read his summary of that. And he does an excellent job of sort of bringing my Dorothy L. Sayers knowledge from the Lost Tools of Learning into a more integrated approach to the trivium. So he writes, the living practice of debate was intertwined with the formal study of logic, which provided a systematic study of the many forms, good and bad, that argument can take. 
So students could recognize fallacious reasoning in others and avoid it in themselves. Grammar and rhetoric similarly intertwined the precepts of their respective studies with the practices of reading excellent authors and giving public speeches. And he goes on and on in this vein of how to intertwine grammar, logic, and rhetoric in the classroom, and I would say in the homeschool as well. The collection also profiles several Catholic schools, either founded with this vision of the liberal arts or that have transitioned from a secular traditionalist model into a liberal arts classical model. And again, no matter how you're educating your kids, these are stories of hope and encouragement. They're written by the founders or the current administrators at those schools who give a real firsthand frank account of what it was like to transition the school back into the Catholic uh, wealth of our intellectual tradition, or what it was like founding a school and the different hurdles that they had to overcome. So it's a wonderful read for anyone who is interested in homeschooling in community and understanding the different threads that go along with that. So they're real about the struggle, but they also provide a sort of conviction that the struggle is totally worthwhile. Again, whether you're undertaking that struggle in your home, you're undertaking it in a co-op, you're undertaking the struggle in one of these little small liberal arts classical schools that, that are just popping up all over the country, it is worthwhile and everyone at the Institute clearly has our back when it comes to this. So my hope is that you will pick up Renewing Catholic Education, read it, share it with your friends, sit around the fire and drink whiskey or what have you and discuss the lofty thoughts and the practical suggestions within it. How can you apply them in your home? How can you apply them in your homeschool community? Or if you are being called to it, how can you apply them in a small classical Catholic school. It's going to be a wild ride, but I know that you will come away from this book with so much hope in the future of education and so much hope in the future of the church, especially in our country. So pick it up and please hit subscribe and the notification bell, and I will see you next time on Verity Ed. Music